0: Welcome to another episode of the Life Creation Podcast. I'm really thrilled you're here. And today you will hear on Surtur Bloom talk all about money matters. We talk about the difference of prosperity and abundance. We talk about financial independence and investing and about mindset and how our family's belief system as well as our society, our education really influence our relationship to money from a very young age. Aan helps women to take control of their finances and helps them on their journey to financial freedom and independence. And she also talks about her story and how her interest in personal finances started at a very young age due to a traumatic experience. But she really turned it around and learned all about money and made it her vision and her mission. And many years later, after a lot of trial and error, she found herself at 30 age financially independent and the kind of independence where she lives off her investment income and can choose if she wants to work or not. We also talk about books and the one she recommends Worth It by Amanda Steinberg is linked in the show notes as well as the five books that are on my nightstand which I briefly mentioned. I We'll wait for the outro to quickly introduce them, because I really want to open up the stage for on and her beautiful and important topic. And I hope you enjoy her calm and grounding demeanor and feel empowered. <laughs> and I used the word a lot during our conversation. You'll probably notice. Have fun. On, and we just talked about how to pronounce your name. So in Swedish or in (laughs) in English, (laughs) both ways. I have that too. But anyway, it's very good to have you, dear. And at the
1: Life of Podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time. Thank you so much, Anna, for having me here and I'm super excited to talk to you today. Are you actually in Sweden? Are you actually in yes. Sweden right now? Yet? Yes. The... I'm in Sweden. Yeah. Yes. I lived here since two years now.
0: Nice. It's still on very high up on my list. I have been, but I was very young. So it's, it's very high on my list to come to Sweden. <laughs> oh, you're
1: welcome to come and visit anytime. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you. So to start with, I have those um, four questions for you. So okay. the first one is, what is your favorite season?
1: Oh, my favorite season is the springtime. Yeah. Because it's you have the summer ahead of you. You have everything, you know, starting to <clears throat> warm up again and light coming back in Sweden. That's really a dramatic change from the darkness in winter time. Yeah,
0: and it's knocking on our doors. I don't know if it if it's in Sweden already, but here when you when I look outside, I have a feeling it could be like twenty degrees, but it's actually zero. <laughs> yeah, same so so. here. Yes. <laughs> but it, it it's like you know it's getting already lighter out in the morning and yeah I feel like spring is knocking on our doors which is really nice
1: yeah no that's super wonderful yeah
0: what book is currently on your nightstand
1: oh um a good question uh, what am I reading right now I actually I think I don't have a book right now I'm actually watching some series on Netflix to be honest and I love. Uh, just, first
0: of all, I love honesty, and second of all, what what series are you watching?
1: <laughs> yeah, I just finished watching this uh, "Inventing Anna" on Netflix. Okay, and uh, it was like with mixed feelings. I was watching it. I didn't think it was that great in the end, but <clears throat> I just felt like watching some entertaining, you know, series. So, but um, yeah I'm always looking for my next book to dive into definitely so if you have some recommendations i'm I'm happy to hear them
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely I have I have about five on my nightstand right now and I, I'm circling them so depending what I'm in the mood for
1: <laughs> oh, I,
0: I read that yeah um, my next question which is you know we all have our superpower already but what would be an additional one? that you would like to have.
1: That I would like to have? Yes. Oh, okay. Ooh, a superpower that I would like to have. I haven't thought about that (laughs) before, but I would say uh, maybe if I could choose flying, I think that would be very exciting to be able to fly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I dreamt about it as a child. I thought it was something very exciting, yeah.
0: Very cool. And I actually, that would be mine too. I would love to be able to fly. (laughs) Um, And what is always in your fridge? So that's my last kind of icebreaker question. What is always in your fridge?
1: Always in my fridge. I would say that it's um, oat milk. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of oat milk. Yeah. Same here. In in coffee, in hot chocolate, and all sorts of like hot beverages with... Uh, oat milk i really enjoy that excellent
0: yeah i I have some oat milk as well and i always try new ones and then go back to the same one and (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i think it's the the oat milk technology and the like vegan milk in general has developed so much lately i remember 10 years ago it tasted like crap but now it's so delicious totally absolutely
0: yeah it's a whole philosophy by itself yeah So today we're talking, I feel like a very um, important topic and a very um, topic that doesn't get enough attention, I feel. And it's um, money and finances, especially for us women. And um, this financial freedom and financial independence, which you know is your work and you have a very powerful story and lots of experience to start off with what for you and I mean that is different for everybody but for you what is the difference between abundance and prosperity
1: uh, yeah sure so I, I also have to say first I also think it's a very important topic and I'm very passionate about you know, educating women to be financially independent and financially free and, you know, financially savvy. Uh, So the difference between, you said, abundance and prosperity, right? Yes. So I think prosperity for me is a way to describe, you know, financial success or financial stability or, you know, everything that is Um, linked to wealth it's like synonymous to to wealthy right and abundance for me has more the the connotation of uh, the meaning of you know knowing that there is more than enough to go around it's more like a philosophy that you either believe in the abundance like having an abundance mindset that you know just because I have more money doesn't mean that somebody else will have less money that's scarcity mindset where you believe that there is not enough for everyone. So if I have more, you will have less. And I think those are two different schools to, to believe in. Yeah, and that actually,
0: the mindset aspect is actually a really good um, key point I would like to dive into a little bit more. I do feel that many people, and you know, I'm including myself, is that the story of our parents or even of our grandparents and the minds their mindset and without saying that they did anything wrong it's just you know to to watch and to to see what was their their mindset and their relationship to um money and finances and maybe even abundance um okay. and how it influences us and in your experience with your clients but as well as for your own why is that so strong right? like I think I think in other areas of our life it maybe is less strong but I do think that our money mindset can, can come so clearly back to the way we grew up
1: mm. yeah yeah so I think The reason why it's so strong, sorry, and the reason why we're so influenced by our parents is because, you know, during these formative years where we're young, that's how we learn the blueprint of how the world works. And the strongest influence we have is with our, you know, parents or caregivers or anybody who's closest to you as a child. And we look at them and we see, how do they talk about money? How do they feel about money? How is the atmosphere around money in my home? And all of that is such a strong influence that it colors, you know, the rest of our lives. And, you know, it's it can be really easy to detect when it's very negative, for instance. When parents always were stressed about money, they were fighting about money. They were telling us things like, money doesn't grow on trees and you know like all those typical uh sayings about money that are negative a lot of people can relate to that but I think for a lot of us also there was very like neutral uh, a neutral relationship to money when growing up and so parents didn't fight and they also didn't have any like luxuries or anything it was just fine but money wasn't talked about yeah. and I think then the problem becomes uh, that we're left to society to to teach us about money and how money works. And societies, media, big brands, big uh, banks, like everyone that doesn't have our best interests at heart. And we, we have to learn how to manage money on our own because school doesn't teach us how to manage money either. So, yeah, I think definitely we're very much influenced by... Like our parents and early caregivers, uh, for our view on money, that's for sure
0: yeah, and something just came to me is that you know there is this like few topics that you're quote unquote not supposed to talk about talk about on the dinner table, which is money, sex, and religion. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. actually everybody wants to talk only about that, and politics probably as well um, exactly mm-hmm. but then it's exactly what. What you say is that, well, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, quote-unquote, or that that there's no patterning if we don't talk about it, right? And I think there is also then a lot of shame and guilt maybe connected, and I would love for you to share a little bit about that also, because maybe then we feel like we should know. But how can be yeah. like exactly what exactly. you said? Like, well, in school, like we're not taught, right? No.
1: no, definitely not. No, I think it's um, I don't know what is it. We get maybe a class or two as part of another course of you know learning how to be an adult, uh, cooking and things. So it's it's so tiny that that we 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 basically don't learn about money in school. And uh, you, were, you were also mentioning um, <clears throat> shame and feeling bad about this and feeling guilty about how we manage our money. And I see that a lot. And I also think we need to remember that, you know, if our parents didn't teach us about money and school didn't teach us about money, and like, how can we expect to be able to manage money well? um because we haven't learned it so that i think in itself can take off some pressure to give ourselves a little bit of you know grace and uh empathy to just feel that uh, i haven't been taught this so but but that is a really good i think stepping stone to thinking about so what can i do how can i learn this how can i you know take little steps to understand saving, investing, and all of those topics a little bit better, psychology, money, everything that, you know, I wasn't taught, but that I can now, you know, go and find on my own. Yeah, how did you learn? How, how I learned? Yes. Yeah, so it's a, it's a sad and funny story. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, so when I was uh, 10 years old, um, my parents divorced, and the company they built up during my childhood, it went bankrupt. So I had this really like traumatic uh, family experience when it came to money, because money was a huge topic around all of this. So I, I saw my mom struggle, because she had been a stay-at-home mom with me and my sister for many years. So she basically had to, to start from scratch from the beginning because she had left finances to my dad and you know watching this I, I sort of made the decision already when I was 10 years old that I wanted to learn everything about money and I remember this feeling back then you know that I was going to be independent I was going to make you know learn how money worked I was going to stand on my own two feet financially and I was not going to be you know dependent on a man for my finances, so and and that you know experience during that time it made such a strong impression on me. So I was always interested in how money worked. I never studied economics or anything like that, but I read tons and tons and tons of books about personal finance, uh, you know, investing, entrepreneurship, all of those things. So the interest started like really, really. Young, I have to say. It's so cool
0: that um, you turned the story around. Like you had a completely reframing, which is so powerful, right?
1: Yeah, and it could have easily been the, qu- the complete opposite. I could have Absolutely. felt like a victim. I could have always felt like a victim, you know, about money, about men and women <laughs> and relationships and all of these things. You know, it could have been uh, really negative. Uh, but I, I feel I'm very proud of that little girl who took it and, you know, turned it into a source of strength. And, um, yeah, so Absolutely.
0: I'm happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Celebr- celebrating her. That's great. Um, you mentioned a few points. I would like to dive in a little bit deeper. One is the relationship between men and women. And I know you support mostly women. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 So, a couple of questions on that. Um, mm-hmm. Why is it still such a big difference for men and for women when it comes to money and finances and everything that is involved? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So, why are there such big differences? Yeah. So, I think we can break that down into different aspects. You know, I think. On one hand, like the reason why I care about helping women more is because of my background, my childhood and, you know, this experience that I told, told you about and that I see it as my mission, you know, to help women to not be dependent uh, and to like, you know, realize too late, you know, with a pension and all of those things. So I'm really, uh, I feel very strongly about that. And I do think that men and women are not that different when it comes to money. I know that a lot of people say that, you know, women are better at investing because we don't react, uh, you know, we can stay for the long run, we can invest for long-term and these things and we're less, you know, prone to take uh, silly risks or like risks that are not beneficial and those things. And I I think that uh, makes sense to, to a certain degree. And I think men are also more willing to take on risks perhaps I might not be so scared but I I want to look at similarities I liked I in general as a philosophy I like to look at things where we are similar to bring us closer together too I love it so good yeah thank you yeah
0: and also as a couple I mean we can you know as a family system as a couple you know you can work together and use both both um, qualities in a way and then make the best out of it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. No, for sure.
0: And then you mentioned that you um, read a lot of books and we talked a little bit about books right <laughs> before. You've probably read so many books that right now you need a little bit of something lighter. I um. <laughs> <laughs> need Netflix. <laughs> <Okay. No. laughs> um <coughs> Sorry and I know sometimes that's hard and you can also think about it, and we can come back to the question, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there like one or two books that you would say these really made a huge difference for me?
1: Um, yes. Uh, I, but I also have like you asked for a book recommendation, right? Yeah. So I have, a couple of books but I also have one book that I really enjoyed because it's it summarizes a lot of those like big classical books and it's like if you just read one book I think I would recommend that one give it to <laughs> us it's called, it's called worth it I, I'm gonna double check so I'm saying the right thing here uh worth it your life your money your terms by Amanda Steinberg
0: Okay, very cool. We'll we'll put in the show notes and I'm gonna order it for myself right away. Ah, great. Yeah. yeah, no, it's
1: good. It's it's like explaining in a very like good way, and I think it's it captures so many good concepts. So I would choose that one. Yeah.
0: Very cool. I would yeah. like to go back a little bit to um The mindset and also the limiting beliefs which then connects also to a little bit of the shame and guilt and I think a lot of times what I think what we also hear about or maybe a lot of people experience is that the scarcity which you also mentioned is that there's not going to be enough Mm -hmm. right I do also think there is There can be the the opposite where maybe people um, come from a background where there was enough Mm -hmm. and that they feel maybe that they're defined by their background and that people judge them not for who they really are, but from their background. Do you experience Mm -hmm. that in the work with your clients or... Not so
1: much what do you mean like that they would have a lot of money and be judged for it, or for example, mean? or that they
0: um, that they come from a background where there is enough money and they, they maybe want to make their own money, yes, but also don't know how, or like you know that their, yeah. the mindset the mindset is maybe different from from money money is bad in a sense, or there is not enough Mm -hmm. money to where um, I I have enough money and I have this financial um, Mm -hmm. security already, but also finding a little bit of a a shame and guilt around
1: that because it's not their money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think also that, you know, you don't have to have um, like – big uh, problems with money like you said like all these like negative uh, things but um, i mean if you want to take control and you want to have your own money and you want to be in control of it because everything can you know feel fine (laughs) so you can pay your bills and money is coming in and money's going and it's like there's no urgent issue but you might not feel safe for the future. You might not know if you're setting aside enough for retirement, for instance, or you know what happens if, um, if there's a divorce or you know, like in a big emergency somehow, you might not have an emergency fund and things like that. So that can also be, you know, something to to inspire, you know, to to take control and to to start looking at your finances, definitely.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. So like thinking more, not what is happening today, but also what's happening in like five years from now. Yeah. I'm just very quickly interrupting this episode to let you know that this is the final of a three-part series. Four weeks ago, I shared my conversation with Maya Jutzwiak, who was talking about her experience on living and working a location-independent life. And then two weeks ago, I spoke to Doville about how to start your online business. So even though these three episodes are magic on their own, they also complement each other very well. So once you've finished with this one, go back to the other two. But now... Back to my conversation with Anne. You also teach um, women in terms of investment. So, you know, you mentioned that at the beginning a little bit, that, you know, society and big big companies, I think there's also a lot of times they can also build a mistrust around money or the feeling of... um, Oh, yes you know Mm. like um well the financial industry you mean exactly exactly Mm. or what is the right thing to do
1: right (laughs) yeah what to invest in exactly what to invest in The million dollar question (laughs) yeah exactly Um, and who can i trust exactly and i think
0: you know i think our one of our Images is also there like well, you, you you can't trust anybody when it comes to money. <laughs> I think that's yeah, one of definitely. a lot of a lot of like yes a big belief that that a lot of people have, right? And un-
1: understandably so. Definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Talk to us about that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, 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 definitely. Yeah, it's it's a big topic. I mean, invest- investing is definitely Uh, Like you said, I get that question a lot like, what should I invest in? And I think here it's super important to learn the difference between trusting blindly and education. Because you should never trust anyone, you know, because if you just, uh, I mean, when it comes to money, you need to learn it on your own. So you need to make your own investing decisions, you need to make your own financial decisions. Because if somebody tells you, I think you should invest in this and you just trust that person, but you don't know why you're investing in this, you haven't learned anything and you've taken a bigger risk than necessary. Right. And I know it's super annoying to hear, like in the beginning, when you don't know how to invest, that you should only invest in things that you understand. But I would say that, uh, you know, learn about investing not not just try to find a quick fix oh what should i invest in okay then i just put all my money there but try to get a a, a, like a deeper understanding of the like fundamental topics and those things are like you know what is active versus passive investing what does diversification mean how should i think about risk what is a portfolio and how can different portfolios look like um what are different uh, types of investments? What are different types of strategies for investing? And those things are like the fundamentals of investing. Because, uh, you know, as a financial coach, I don't tell my clients what to invest in. I educate them and I want them to make their own investing decisions. And that can be, you know, take a little bit longer time than just hearing Oh, I think you should invest in this and this and that. And then you just go and buy those things and you trust that that's the right thing. Uh, but uh, and that's also what I think is so amazing with you know financial coaching and and ha- like that you have your clients' best interest at heart. And yeah, just um those are some first thoughts about investing anyway. I hope that answered your question.
0: Yeah, I think it's great because what comes to me it's this this knowledge right knowledge is is power and not power in a, in a power in a positive way it's also empowerment right and then i can definitely i can make the decision that that work for me and not be influenced by i'm gonna say trends for example right yes yes and I had another question that popped up, and I lost it, but it'll probably <laughs> <it'll> probably <laughs> I come back come to that. it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it already came mm-hmm. back. Um, so then, when you you kind of worked then with women to for them to learn all these little details on, like for example, investment, um, mm-hmm. and what other things do you? kind of teach them and coach them on? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, an important uh, thing to understand also is that there are different phases. I think there are like three fundamental phases for women when it comes to money. And that is, the first one is to have your own income, like securing your own income that you're in control of. That's the most fundamental thing. You need to have your own income. And the second part is, financial control, you need stability and a good base. And then the third step is investing and building freedom and, you know, passive income and all of those nice, uh, exciting things, you know? Mm -hmm. So those are the three main phases. And what I help also then is the second phase of taking control of your money. And that means, you know, so many different things, but it's like starting to track and see where the money is going. Yes. Yes you calculate something called your net worth so you can get a picture of your situation today like like a health check for your finances you can you can see how much financial freedom you have today and that's your starting point so you have full clarity on your starting point i think that's super important uh, and then you know you start budgeting i know it's a love hate relationship <laughs> for a lot of people yeah. to hear budgeting <laughs> but uh, that's, it's such a powerful tool to, to reach your financial goals and to take money from things that you don't really care about to the things that you really care about and your vision for your future and your life goals and what kind of lifestyle you want to have and continue to have, you know, so um, it's about setting those financial goals Um, starting to put money towards them, building up an emergency fund to have that, you know, initial feeling of safety and security that you have some buffer if something would happen. That's super important also. And then I think it's about uh, starting to be proactive with your money. So you start like month by month, setting aside a little bit of money towards a new laptop, towards uh, next year's vacation, uh, towards if the car breaks down, the washing machine, <laughs> you know, all these things that can throw us off when it comes to money. Like one month, like, whoa, now I'm completely on zero again. Because those things uh, hurt us much more than we think when it comes to our money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because those, those things always feel more urgent than the long term things. So we ignore the long term things because they're just always something like that happening. And that's really the the key to like long- term financial freedom and independence is setting aside money in different buckets and towards different goals and having that you know for a longer time. Something that pops up for me
0: is that you know in business or in, in um, especially in the in the entrepreneurial world, we we talk often about working in your business or on your business. Right. I I just feel like what you just explained is actually the same thing. It's like, you know, when we're in our financial situation, we like just pay our bills. Yeah. (laughs) It means like, okay, we don't (laughs) want to go next year on vacation. Right. So it's planning a little bit further out. And I think that um, comes then back to that feeling of um, control and empowerment.
1: Definitely. So powerful, so extremely powerful, yeah.
0: And how long, in average, do you like support or work with with your clients?
1: Yeah, so I have this uh, six month coaching program yes. called Money Makeover. Cool. And yeah, so it's six months, and it's a uh, really exciting. And we uh, we start by doing this, uh, you know, emotion. Um, no, sorry, not emotional uh, Financial health check. And uh, look at what money is coming in each month, what money is going out, where is the money going to, what assets do you currently have, what liabilities, like loans, do you have? And just having that clear picture. And then little by little, week by week, month by month, you know, tweaking and adjusting and tracking. and, And when you do that, it's like turning a ship around, like from one destination to a completely different destination. And it's it's very exciting to yeah to set those financial goals up and uh, yeah working towards that.
0: You will see such big shifts with, with your clients. It must be like really rewarding.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's it's very exciting. And I'm very happy because I did this for myself as well. I, I became financially independent when I was 38. So that means that you know they income i have from my investments cover my living costs yes which is extremely like i'm so uh, thankful and and like it feels like such a privilege to be able to live that way because it, i can do something i feel truly passionate about that i really care about and it's so powerful and if you're motivated you can also do it you know you just need to sorry my <coughs> cost is a little all good. No
0: good. All.
1: Yeah. So it's. <clears throat> I mean, it's really powerful to to be motivated to find your why, to find why you're doing this, and uh, yeah, just get started.
0: Yeah, and when this security or independence is here, you know, our whole system can can relax, because I think financial instability insecurity worry right and i think a lot of people also you know with with what, what has happened over the last two years i think the financial situation for a lot of people has also been rocky right because depending on their work and that can really cause a lot of stress for yeah a mental stress emotional stress you know for an entire system
1: yeah definitely yeah
0: and if somebody's like, okay, I really want to get more control and more independence <laughs> in my in my money matters, um, you also have um, a six step method, right? That is on your on your website. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Tell us a little bit more what people will learn in those six step.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the six steps are the following. It's the first mindset, like we talked about a little bit. Then we have clarity and net worth, which I've also talked a little bit about, you know, calculating that. And then we have strategy. And this is about, you know, which order you do things, because I see it's common to try to do everything at once or in things in the wrong order. And that causes a lot of unnecessary frustration and things taking longer than they have to. And then the risk becomes that you give up entirely. So that's not something we want. And then it's about control. And all we touched a little bit on this as well, you know, tracking and budgeting and controlling your money. This is like the steering wheel if your financial goal is a destination. Very cool. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. And then um, we have increasing cash flow, which means having more available money. This is about growing the gap between income and expenses, because it's with that gap that you can, you know, fuel your, uh, you know, you can reach your financial goals. And then lastly, putting your money to work, which is investing, which we also talked about a little bit
0: excellent so the whole the whole circling around
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: beautiful and we will we will add the link to the show notes so people can um get that from your website and learn a little bit more about you
1: absolutely thanks yeah
0: lots of information you shared and i really love your um your calm and grounding energy that really is very you know very securing in a way in terms of the topic right <laughs> so that's right really-
1: oh thank you yeah. yeah no
0: that's great yeah uh, um is there anything you feel like we didn't touch on that you think is really important to mention to the listeners
1: um yes i think that uh, i think so much more is possible than we think a lot of times i think uh, we have this false idea that money is not available to us because it's someone else's life or <clears throat> we just think that money is not available for different reasons. And it's very wa- vague and we haven't really identified those thoughts, but they're you know causing us a lot of um, limiting beliefs. And I think that, you know, I've seen it so many times and I've seen it with myself, that if you make up your mind and you get to work and you just... Ignore all those voices of doubts inside your head that says, oh, why should you do this? Oh, it's never going to work. And you're just like, no, I'm going to make it work. And you start, you know, tracking, you start budgeting, You start saving a little by little, learning about investing and all those things. It's amazing what you can do in a year or, you know, six months or whatever. You can really make incredible progress and it's available, you know, only if you have some sort of income.
0: I think this is really. I'm, I'm gonna say the word again: empowering. <laughs> it's a big, <laughs> big, word in our conversation, but um, yeah, it also is um, motivating.
1: Oh, I'm glad. Right, thank you.
0: But it's not. Yeah. It, it's it is possible, right?
1: <laughs> it truly is.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, thank you so much, and. Before we wrap up, I do like to ask um, my guests if they have, you know, a quote or a mantra that that guides you when you feel like, oh my god, I, I lost my path, <laughs> <laughs> or mm-hmm. um, or just something that has been with you for a long time, or maybe just very recently. Is there something that
1: comes to you? Um... When I'm with my kids, I say, please give me strength. <laughs> but I don't know if it's um, applicable for this area. They, they are little still. So it's, um, you need a lot of patience sometimes. So I, I think I would choose that one for now. That's the only mantra I can think of.
0: Please give me strength. I do think it's, um, I think we can all use that.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I should use it for every area of my life that I'm, you know, have some struggle in, <laughs> definitely. <laughs>
0: there we yeah. go thank you so much my dear for all your
1: wisdom and for sharing your knowledge thank you so much for having me and I really loved our talk thank you
0: so the big takeaway for me is that it is possible No matter where you are with your finances or maybe you feel like you're nowhere and feel completely overwhelmed, like Anne says, it is possible. And if you need support and inspiration, Anne does offer a free call to get you started and that free six step training to financial freedom is also on her website. You'll find everything under MollysMoney.com, And of course, we'll link it in the show notes. And as promised in the intro, here are the books that I'm rotating right now. And possibly by the time you listen to it, there are different books. But right now, these are the ones. So I'm super inspired by Breath by James Nestor. And, you know, as a yoga teacher, I know how important the breath is. But oh, my God, crazy knowledge in this book. And I'm not that far in yet, but it's definitely changing again the outlook I have on, quote unquote, simple breathing. (laughs) Then the other book is Waking the Tiger healing trauma by Peter Levine it's an old classic and Peter Levine is the founder of somatic experiencing that I'm currently training in which you will over the month hear more about it and hopefully I will also have some guests who can talk in more depth about this amazing tool to heal trauma. Then Atlas of the Heart by Brené Brown is not only visually beautiful. I feel like it's an amazing gift um, just because it just looks so nice. It's designed really, really nicely. But Brené Brown takes us on a journey through the 87 of the emotions and experiences define what it means to be human. And if you like Brené Brown, you will like this book. <laughs> then a also older one that I took out of the shelf again is Fiber Fuel by Will bullies wits (laughs) and as his name is really tricky to pronounce. He's often referred to as Dr. B. And I took it out again to get newly inspired by the plant based gut health approach. And last but not least, Clarity and Connection by Young Pueblo. And I was in the bookshop and I saw it. I read what is written on the back. I took a picture. I sent it to my partner and I bought the book. (laughs) So on the back, it says, find a partner who accepts you as you are, but also inspires you to evolve because they take their own growth seriously. Love will not seek to change you. It will embrace you so unconditionally that you will feel safe enough to heal the old and put effort into the new. The courage you both have to stay committed to the inner journey will reflect brightly on your relationship. So on that note, I wish you an empowered, an inspired and a motivated rest of your day. Thank you so much for being here.